1: Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Steve Clark names his latest Scotland squad with a first call up for Stokes, Jacob Brown, and a recall for Xander Clark. Anthony Ralston signed a new contract at Celtic until 2025, and Hibbs could be without a full team of players for tomorrow's rearranged game against Ross County. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me in the studio is Gordon And From home, it's Roger Hanna.
2: Yeah, it's a Europa League countdown for the old firm Gordon World Cup countdown for Scotland Three goals for Fashion Sakala says he's ready for Brond Bay in Denmark with Rangers Four years for Tony Ralston says he's ready for Ferenc Farros in Hungary with Celtic And as if that's not enough for a Tuesday Stokes' Jacob Brown, whose mum hails from Rob Royston Emerges as a cap star for Steve Clark. Gordon DL is hungry, that's about all you've got to update us on, yes? Sorry?
1: Never mind, go back to sleep
3: all right, sorry. Roger uh, was
1: talking about people being ready for Hungary. So you've just you've just killed it. You've killed the momentum. I
3: I apologise. I'm too busy looking at my notes here. And I woke up to this morning <laughs> like everyone else. Who is Jacob Brown? We will know very shortly because he's obviously uh, joining up with the Scotland team. We wish him very well. Question marks is, is Steve right? Uh, Steve is Steve Clark Picked uh, the right mm-hmm. squad. Um, there'll be the. Debates about Ralston Maybe an opportunity being there Gordon, I can understand uh, Steve Clark's thinking But all eyes will be on Thursday night For a Europa League As Roger quite rightly says Come on then 0141
1: 951 1025 That is the number you need to get in touch tonight So do not hang about Pick up the phone And let us know what you're thinking If you want to tweet us as well You'll find us on Twitter At Clyde SSB It is the Tuesday night We on one hand have still got the weekend Fresh in the memory On the other hand We're looking forward to Thursday night So if you've got anything You want to get off your chest From Saturday or Sunday Or you want to look ahead uh, To Bronby Ferenc Varos Pick up that phone And of course The big news today The Scotland squad's been announced Who is Jacob Brown? Uh, Says Gordon D. L. Well I'm hoping we will Shed a bit more light on that Between now and 8 o'clock But we want your thoughts Is that the Scotland squad You would have picked? What do you know about Jacob Brown? Anyone out there Who's a Jacob Brown expert That would be quite something Pick up the phone and let us know is there someone you think's missed out? Does this set us up nicely for getting the three points we need for that World Cup playoff spot? Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. And if you're not interested in any of that, but you've got something else you want to get off your chest, you can indeed pick up the phone and do that as well. It uh, is always, the Tuesday night, Roger, where we slowly but surely start to say goodbye to the weekend. What did we take away from the round of fixtures that's just finished?
2: Um, I'm surprised you two gentlemen aren't wanting to skirt over the weekend, actually, after the way things finished at Fort Park on, on Sunday afternoon for your beloved Motherwell. That looked, as Stephen Gerrard said after the game, the first inkling that Rangers are edging back to form. Um, Celtic didn't manage a breakthrough against Livingston. We can say what we like about the choice of penalty taker, the choice of centre forward by Ange Postecoglou, But still, they they did dominate possession and they did... Take a point. It wasn't enough to give them top of the league o- on Saturday night, but it'll be interesting to see how how Celtic fans reflect on that now. But for Rangers fans, ready for the Broadway game on Thursday, they will feel about as good about their team as they have done at any stage this season.
3: Yeah, what I take out of the weekend, and Rogers covered a lot of points, the one thing I think he's missed, Gordon, is Aberdeen's result. You know, that was a terrific week from them. The manager came in for a lot of criticism. The, the owner had to go on. And defend them, and he's answered that. And um, you know he has to build in that. It's what seven points out in nine, and one of those points at Ibrox where they were they were two nil up. So good things for Aberdeen and Dundee. Obviously going to St Myrne difficult, but all the headlines will be about us getting thrashed at Fir Park. Um, making no excuses, I thought Rangers after they went one one. I was I was fearing the worst. It. They just looked like the up to gears, Gordon, and were a lot better. And obviously Livingston uh, Livingston, What a terrific performance I know it's not everyone's cup of tea uh, The way they went about their business But that's up to Celtic to break them down And they couldn't do it
1: 141-951-1025. If you've anything hanging over from the weekend Pick up the phone and let us know If you want to look ahead to Europa League Thursdays Pick up the phone and let us know And of course the big news today is that Scotland squad? What did you make of it? Did Stevie Clark make the right choice? If the answer is yes, come on and agree with him. If the answer is no, tell us what he got wrong. Who would you have called up? Who would you have left out? What do you know about Jacob Brown? What do you make of his inclusion? It clearly caught everyone by surprise. Now is a good time to share those thoughts. Let's hear from you, please. 0141951102 five uh Roger Hanna there is absolutely no doubt about it that is the the headline from the, the Scotland squad there are some interesting talking points Xander Clark is back in uh, as always you'll get people maybe suggesting some names that that should have been included
2: but I don't think anyone saw the inclusion of Jacob Brown coming did they Brown
1: coming did they
2: um, no, probably not. I think he's probably a straight replacement for James Forrest. James Forrest has been a mainstay for Scotland under several managers, Steve Clark included, Gordon. Um, he just got back into the Celtic team there at the weekend for a few minutes. Probably these double headers against Moldova and Denmark have come too early for him. So, Steve Clark needed more attacking options. Remember, Lyndon Dykes and Ryan Christie are suspended for the first game in Moldova a weekend Friday evening. So, Jacob Brown's clearly the one that's caught his eye. I'm sure yourself and Daz would push the claims of Tony Watt. Others will push the claims of the likes of Johnny Russell, who's setting records in the MLS. People will talk about Eamon Brophy, who's been capped. By Steve Clark as well. Others will look at Ross Stewart. I think 10 goals in 14 games for Sunderland down south. But Jacob Brown is the one who has caught Steve Clark's eye. He's the first guy who's going to get a chance. 23 years of age. Playing at a decent level. Top half of the English Championship. The same sort of level that Lyndon Dykes and Ryan Christie are playing at to be fair to the lad. And all Steve Clark can do is give the boy a platform and hope That he grabs it the way some other lads have grabbed it recently You're thinking the likes of Che Adams When he came into the squad last year Lyndon Dykes before that When he declared for Scotland ahead of Australia They've taken their chance Hopefully Jacob Brown can too
1: What do you make of the squad? Come on, don't be shy 01419511025 Or Twitter At Clyde SSB What do you agree with? What do you not agree with? Pick up the phone And let us know Here's what Stevie Clark, the manager, had to say on Jacob Brown
4: Jacob's been on—he's been on the radar for quite a while here with the Scottish FA. He almost got an under twenty-one call-up just before COVID hit. So he's, he's a young man that's has been on the radar a while. He's moved from Barnsley to Stoke. He's done really well at Stoke. Playing as a striker, I see he's mentioned a few places as a winger. He's a striker. He's been playing up front in a three-five-two. He can play as a lone striker. He's quick, direct. Uh, he's caught my eye. He's got four goals, four assists in the Championship this year. Uh, And I know that's a tough league So It's just a chance To put Jacob in the squad And and hopefully That he
1: does well for us Um, Gordon Diel I don't think It's any It's kind of shame To admit that maybe You you weren't fully aware of, Of Jacob Brown's work This morning Or his eligibility To play for Scotland But Stevie Clark Explaining it there You know he's As Roger told us I think it's his mum From Rob Royston Was it Roger? Yeah, I yeah. think so, yeah. yeah. Um and he, you know he was about to get a Scotland under 21 call up before Covid so it's it's one that's been bubbling away in the background but just kept secret clearly.
3: Yeah, uh, interesting to hear the Scotland manager saying he's been on the radar. Obviously, he's got people out there watching games, Gordon. Roger rightly said there he's playing at a good level. The first thing I, I, I done this morning was right onto YouTube because that tells you everything about him. Clearly, yeah. And I watched all his good bits about him scoring goals and he seems a decent, decent player. The thing I like about it is I thought at first he was a winger, Gordon. Uh, but Steve Clark's saying there he can play in the three five two. He can play as a lone striker. Um, the boy looks like he's got a bit about him. Um, and obviously Steve Clark has done his homework and decided to... You know, we were thinking up here, the Tony Watts, because they're catching our eye with the way Tony and that's playing. Uh, Johnny Russell, obviously, over in America, is playing very well, apparently. But championship, Jacob Brown... He's brought him into squad Let's see what he can do And let's support him
1: Yeah I mean Roger I don't think anyone can tell If it's the right call Just now That's something that comes with With hindsight But it's certainly an interesting one Because as Gordon says Steve Park could have gone for someone Right under our noses like, like Tony Watt He could have gone back to An Ollie McBurney, Someone who's been in the squad Loads of times He could have recalled Lauren Shankland uh, Johnny Russell's obviously I think he's got about 13-14 caps But you know cl- Clearly this there's a good bit of thought gone into this Like I say That doesn't guarantee anything um, but, but it certainly seems like An interesting inclusion
2: yeah, it does. And you wonder if his versatility has helped him as well. Look look at Ryan Fraser and the different roles that Steve Clark has utilised him in. He, play, he played right wing back in one of the games last month. He's played off the front. He's played wide in a 4-2-3-1. In a so you wonder, you hear Steve Clark talking about Jacob Brown's ability to play right across the front line in those wide roles as well. So at a time when Scotland don't have Ryan Christie for that first game, we don't have Lyndon Dykes, we don't have James Forrest because he's not in the squad and we don't have any of those players you've just mentioned gone. maybe the addition of Jacob Brown is going to be a handy guy to have off the bench because of his versatility
1: Let's bring in John who's on the phone lines 01419511025 what do you lot think out there uh, John, be honest, did you know much about Jacob Brown this morning?
4: I've seen bits and pieces him, I said to the guy I was talking to before I come on there. I, as Roger said, I think his versatility as well. But I think my point, first of all, was about Anthony Ralston. But is I think it's quite unfair that Tony Watt's not in the, in the squad too. Because I think he's been playing well, Tony Watt. He's come back to a bit of form and he's, he's scored a few goals this year. I don't think it's very fair You know what I mean But this guy As I say I think I've think i seen bits and pieces of him And he is, he is quite a good player And he can play a couple of positions So I don't know Maybe that's What's behind Steve Clark's thinking
1: Yeah but I mean a- Roger there Tony Watt is a name that, that that we had heard In relation to this Slot Because we knew there was a slot Because we know that, that Lyndon Dykes is suspended Ryan O'Donnell's on Twitter Saying Tony Watt's been robbed um, I don't know how, does, how do you think these compare Johnny Russell's obviously another one But again Whether the whether Stevie Clark likes the level of the MLS I don't know Whether the logistics is, is a thing You know, you, you bring a guy A 10,000 mile round trip or whatever I'm just throwing that number out there I've no idea how far it is um, During, you know, the, the, the tail end of a pandemic To possibly sit on the bench I, I don't know how much these things come into it
2: I, I think the logistics do come into it Because we've spoken in the show tonight About Johnny Russell But throwing Ryan Gould throw in Lewis Morgan as well all playing regularly all playing well at a decent level in the United States and none of them have got anywhere near a cap cap call since long before the Euros, Gordon. And I do think that comes into Steve Clarke's thinking, bringing the players over from the other side of the Atlantic and then getting them to somewhere like Moldova. How, How much time does he actually have working with those players? How ready are they to come and train and fit in? I think that works against those players. Tony Watt must be unlucky, though. And not just because, as we keep saying, Dykes and Christie are suspended. In the last six or eight weeks, Tony Watt has produced... Better performances than Kevin Nisbet in the Scottish Premiership. He's scored more goals than Kevin Nisbet in the Scottish Premiership, and yet he still can't get his way into Steve Clark's squad. I am now. I've mentioned this in the show before. I think Steve Clark is now determined that this sort of core group of twenty-five-ish players are going to be in. That squad, you know, more or less come hell or high water. Look at Stuart Armstrong, hardly kicked the ball for Southampton this season, but is still in the squad. And you, you can see that, you know, form doesn't necessarily get you in or out the squad at the minute under Steve Clark. And I think, you know, people, you could even extend it from Tony to Eamon Brophy, who's played better and scored more than Kevin Nisbet. And yet Kevin Nisbet stays in the squad because he's one of the players trusted by Steve Clark. You understand that to an extent
1: Gordon don't you Obviously that there has to become a point When players can play their way In or out of the squad Stevie Clark's made no secret Of wanting consistency Wanting continuity And like I said that There must be There must be a balance there To be struck Especially at this stage of the season You've got an international break In September Then again in October Then again in November So you've only got a few weeks Between them can you have Kevin Nisbet in the first one and then in the three weeks after that, Tony Watt plays better, so he goes in, and then in the, the three weeks after that, Eamon Brophy plays better, you know, so he goes in. How do you ever get a a group that consistently knows what the manager wants if you're gonna do that? But I guess that, that you know, there must be times when you do it as well.
3: Yeah, yeah. I I think that the timing's got to be right, Gordon. You make a good point there with the time difference between the international games and it would be very difficult for a manager just to say, Right, okay, you're in this squad but Someone in the last three or four weeks has scored more goals than you. Uh, Roger's putting out the aims there. I agree. I think Tony Watt has been absolutely brilliant for me. I really do. Uh, But we've not seen Jacob Brown. Scotland manager has. And he's had these scouts down there watching him. So we don't know what form he's in, what part he's going to play. And I think Roger said as well, playing in different positions also helps. I'm, I'm gutted for Tony Watt. I would have loved to have seen him in there. Uh, but I totally understand it I'm not in the uh, Eamon Brophy camp yet I don't think I, He's been in the Scotland squad before I don't think he's at that level Gordon If I'm honest with you um, But I can understand Stevie Clark Keeping the nucleus But I still think That there have got to be a, an opportunity For at least one to change about Now I am guarantee the phones will ring tonight And we know who it's going to be Right? The lad that's just signed a new contract for Celtic he started the season with Celtic. It's not been two weeks of form. He's been terrific. He's scoring goals. He's playing week in, week out. I do understand Steve Clark's thought about the two fullbacks. I think if one of the fullbacks were missing, he would be a certainty. So I, I, it'll be interesting to hear tonight from probably most of Celtic supporters a bit aggrieved that um, Tony Ralston's not involved in this. John, are you one of them?
4: Ah, that was my point. Ah, yes, I, I think it's quite unfair. but I, I know where Gordon's coming from there, but uh, I thought he would have been in, you know what I mean? So I did, to, to be quite honest with you. Has he
1: surprised you this season, John?
4: i ah, exactly. See, three or four years ago, I thought that young boy was going to be a world-beater. And then, obviously, he lost his way a bit. And he's come in, and I think it's all credit to Ange. And he's put his arm round the wee guy. Obviously, he was only right back we had at the start of the season. And I think... To me, his, his level of fitness must be up there because the way... I mean, I wouldn't like to be a full-back playing in Celtic the, the, the way they're playing I now. Mean, they must be knackered to come the end of the game, the way they're, the, 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 what they're asked to do. But I, I thought he would have got a chance, I Rod. I thought he'd have, uh, have been in the squad. But can I make my other point? I know Go- this is my point to Gordon. Gordon, yeah. I've been on here a few times. And I know you're a, a fan of him, right? See, we, Mikey Johnson, I think the boy's got hundreds of ability, right? But... Yeah, I think he's one of the guys that can't play for Celtic or Rangers. I think I think Celtic should get rid of them if we've got a chance. Mm-hmm. Because there seems to be... On Saturday there, As I, I was on on Friday night, I spoke to Gordon that uh, on Thursday. On a, I think it was Roger, I think it was on Thursday I was on, talking about we're going to miss drogić obviously, right? But this wee guy just doesn't seem to do it for me. He just doesn't seem to be able to unlock defences when we when most need them, so... What do you
3: think, Gordon? Um, I wasn't expecting that, John, to be honest with you. I thought you'd got to go the other way with Michael Johnson. I think Michael Johnson is a very talented player. Uh, Unfortunately for the boy, I think he's lost a lot of football through injuries. And I think that... Um, I don't think Celtic would be in a rush to get rid of him. Uh, I think he's got to be given the opportunity. I think he needs to get back over his injury. I, th- I do think he's got terrific ability, I really do. It's whether he can hold down a first-team place... That will get him the consistency of uh, games to show what he can do. He's just back from injuries, getting used off the bench. He started last week as well. I, I I would persevere. I I wouldn't be too quickly now, John, just to put him put him out the door and say, well, you're not good enough to play for Celtic. I think the boy deserves a chance. He's been at the club a long time. They think very highly of him. He has had his injuries, and I do think he deserves that bit of time.
1: Good time to get your call in, 0141 951 If you phone right now, we could be speaking to you next.
0: You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141 Clyde One Super Scoreboard.
1: Gordon DL and Roger Hanna are here. It's 0141 if you want to join in with the discussion. We're a couple of days away from Bronby against Rangers and Ferenc Varos against Celtic. So if you have any thoughts about them or Anthony Ralston's new contract at Celtic Please do pick up the phone But Gordon Diel has admitted he's held his hands up as much as he's a student of the game He woke up this morning, read the news and said Who's Jacob Brown? And I don't think there's that much shame in that It's not a name we had heard too often He is now in the Scotland squad And we're going to get you the inside track on him Because I'm pleased to say that Pete Smith Who works at the Stoke Sentinel is on the line with us Pete, how's it going?
5: Yeah, all right, thank you. I, I should say, I was as
1: surprised as as you pair too came to Scotland. <laughs> I didn't realise he was
5: Scottish until this morning.
1: <laughs> neither, neither did we. I don't think anyone did, apart from him and, and Stevie Clark and perhaps his mother, um, who managed to keep this all under wraps. What type of player uh, can Scotland fans expect, Pete?
5: Uh, well, he could be on the slide, sir, at COP26, to be honest, because he's, he's a bundle of energy, really hard-working, uh, really athletic, and he's brave, He'll do whatever the manager says um he's he came to Stoke having played in almost every position for Barnsley uh at Stoke He's probably found his niche up front either on his own or perhaps at his best when he's with a with a partner he's He's probably um had his best performances next to Stephen Fletcher, who's just got that bit of extra know-how um to just guide him through games a little bit but he'll give you everything he's a he's a really lovely lad desperate to keep improving and desperate to keep getting better.
1: Yeah, I mean I noticed the, the Goal scoring return In the championship I think it's four This season Steve Clark Pointing out That it is a difficult league Certainly uh, To rack up Huge numbers Is he More more of a link up player More of a, a, a Worker than a An out and out Sort of penalty box striker
5: uh, Yeah, I would say so He's, he's improving the, the, uh, the technical side Of his game Michael O'Neill Keeps wanting to push him To, to improve his, his, his finishing record And his touches But um, what he, he will guarantee is, is that, that drive and, and the harrying and the, and the chasing defenders. I mean, Michael O'Neill keeps making the point that every opposition manager that he talks to just keeps saying that the defenders are coming off the pitch, saying that Brown's giving them a nightmare. So he, he makes the team better. And uh, if he can add goals to his own game, that's, that's, that's a big bonus, really.
1: Uh, forgive me, Pete, my ignorance. I can't. I don't have a, a huge grasp of, of who Stoke have and haven't played yet this season but he sounds he sounds a little bit like Lyndon Dykes who's obviously at QPR, who is suspended and has been a real mainstay in the Scotland squad if that is a player that, that you're aware of is that the type of role that he could come and do for the national side?
5: Uh, yeah, Pretty similar actually uh, Michael O'Neill tried to sign Lyndon Dykes Um the start of last season when he went to QPR I think the price just got out of Stoke's ballpark in the end and he went to QPR but yeah, yeah, definitely that kind of player. Axe has probably got that natural scoring instinct a little bit ahead of, of Brown, uh, but uh, the idea is that Brown will keep getting better. He's a, he's a real student of the game. Um, he, he is one of those players that keeps asking coaches how, he'll, how he can improve, asks for his game to be analysed and, and wants to keep keep improving.
1: I did wonder that, Roger Hanna. We, we, we floated the idea a couple of weeks ago given that Steve clark has been working very hard over a number of years now to get the Scotland team playing in a certain way, although people would say, oh, we'll call up Johnny Russell because he's he's scoring goals or or call up wh- whoever, I always had a feeling that it would be someone who could at least come close to performing the Linden Dykes role. And it sounds, according to Pete, like we may have one.
2: Yeah, and I get the impression Steve Clark wouldn't think twice about throwing Jacob in for a debut from the start in now a weekend Friday. Um, as you say, he's found a way of playing that's been successful for Scotland. The three, the four, if you like, and then John McGinn behind a front two. Um, the front two, I think everyone suspected, might well have been Che Adams and Kevin Nisbet. But as we've said, Kevin Nisbet's out of form just now. Not playing well for or not playing as well as he has done in the past. So could it be Che Adams with Jacob Brown? For Scotland on a weekend Friday,
1: uh, yeah, certainly seems like a possibility. Pete, if that was to be the case, because it doesn't seem like he's, you know, going to be thrown in there just to to make up the numbers, it, it does seem like there's a good chance of him playing. Mentally, is is he the, the type of character that you think could go in and handle that?
5: Yeah, I mean, the the big question for him this season was was playing in front of Stoke fans. He had a, his first year at the club was was playing in front of empty stadiums, and he, he's thrived on it. To be honest, he, he stepped up to the challenge. There were question marks probably in the spring about him missing chances, um, but he's 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 got better in front of fans. Uh, he seems to 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 really enjoy it. So,
1: yeah, man for the big occasion. Gordon Dale, you're liking what you're hearing. If it goes wrong, we just phone Pete back
3: and blame him. <laughs> Pete's actually convinced me that he must Soldier, start Yeah, 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 yeah. Captaincy, I, I, yeah. penalty Gordon, taken I did have a look and as I say I didn't know a lot about the boys So I'm not going to kid on here But I looked today on the YouTube And I watched some of his movement I watched some of his goals He's certainly a lad that works very hard at his game Enjoys scoring goals I love to see that in a striker I really do, celebrating my supporters So Pete's really sold this to me I'm looking forward to him starting next time. Time against uh, Moldova away with uh, Che Adams up front. What a partnership that could be. Uh, Pete, thank you very much.
1: Thanks for taking the time. It was nice to speak to you. That was Pete Smith uh, from Stoke Sentinel giving us the inside track on Jacob Brown, who's been called up to the Scotland squad. And uh, Roger, I loved that there. As Gordon was trying to just keep up the idea that he's down with the kids, he referred to it as the YouTube.
2: YouTube. <laughs> um, yeah, little, little, <laughs> let, let him slow down a wee bit there. Yep. Is it,
1: is it not? The YouTube <laughs> no, You don't need the, the In front of it Okay It reminds that. me a little bit Of the Is it still game sketch The PlayStation Roger do you follow that one
2: Yes I do Yeah I know exactly It's a bit like when, when Hugh Keevan <laughs> Tries to get down with the kids <laughs> re- Referring to George Bowie And the boom boom music On a Saturday evening What
1: I'll do Gordon Is at the break I'll fire up the YouTube And I'll show you The still game clip About the PlayStation And uh, you'll see exactly um, What I'm on about Right 01419511025 At Clyde SSB. On Twitter as well Uh, Ryan also thinks That Anthony Ralston Has been robbed of a place In the uh, The Scotland squad Let's bring in David Who's in Pollock Shields Hi David Hi guys Thanks for having us Pleasure What jumped out at you What name Did you want to discuss tonight
6: Oh uh, without doubt Billy Gilmore Mm -hmm. Um, Glad to see again He's been picked in the squad It's nice to see Stevie Clark still get Confidence in the lad Faith in the lad Even though he's not getting Any game time at Norwich uh, which, again, that's the, the biggest thing for me right now. I, I think it's baffling, bordering on criminality, how he's not getting a, a game for Norwich when they are struggling so badly at the bottom of that Premier League. It can't be helping the player. It can't it certainly isn't helping Norwich. It's, and what did Chelsea think about that as well? And then on the back of that, I'm hearing the rumours, a lot of rumours, of the, of the possibility of Rangers potentially inquiring about getting them back up the road in January. Uh, on another loan deal and and just to see what you all think about uh, that kind of situation with all of y'all
1: Absolutely Roger Hanna
2: Well David I have to say I agree with you I actually caught sight of Norwich at the weekend live in the telly against Leeds United I think statistically they're the worst team in English Premier League history And certainly on the eye, they're as bad a team as I can remember in English Premier League history. So quite how Billy Gilmer can't get into that team is a source of mystery to me as well. And I think it's becoming a source of mystery to Thomas Tuchel. He spoke about it yesterday when he was doing his pre-match press conference ahead of Chelsea's Champions League game this evening against Malmo. And he as good as said, if this situation persists until January... Billy Gilmore will be coming back to Chelsea And will be looking for another loan club That's actually going to give him some exposure on the pitch
1: Yeah Gordon Dale Billy Gilmore has not played a single minute For Norwich since he came off For Scotland in the 89th minute Over there in the Faroe Islands um, It's not great It's not great to witness that is it?
3: No, no. Spec- it's not great for the, for the lad Obviously Norwich have got to look after Herself Gordon I don't know if there's a bit of Pressure there Maybe the manager Didn't want Billy Gilmore It was put upon him He's probably Digging his heels in. I don't know they could be it didn't po- seem that way I, I mean- know but they could be politics. I just can't I'm with Roger You're sitting about the, the league This boy's a terrific talent And he can't seem To get his boots On the pitch But I think that uh, The Chelsea manager mm. Has obviously noticed it Which is good news For Billy Gilmore Because if it continues He'll come back Because let's be honest There'll be Numerous amount Of clubs Desperate mm. to take him And play him but he's got to perform every every week I think that's a hard one Going out to a, a, a team in the league That's sitting bottom It's struggling I think they've got to find The right team for him Just now I don't think that's Norwich But I am delighted The boy's still in the squad It was a certainty yeah. He's always got to be in the squad Well
1: that's the thing Roger What it does do Is it, it blows away Some of the generalisations That we hear around International squad announcements about you know oh, you can only play p- players in form that sort of thing. Why you know you can't call up guys that aren't in good form for their club. Billy Gilmore hasn't played a single minute since the last international break. Uh, but find me a Scotland fan that doesn't think he'll
2: start against Moldova next week. Yeah, but he's not actually in bad form. Yeah. <laughs> he's just not being picked by Daniel Farca at Norwich. Well, I
1: think we're splitting hairs. If, if you're not playing, you're not in, you're not in good form.
2: Yeah, but listen, it's the same for Nathan Patterson. Nathan Patterson hasn't seen a lot of action for Rangers. I think his only start was the game against Hibbs the other weekend. Nobody's seen Nathan Patterson shouldn't be in the squad. I think Steve Clark's brought these young lads in. His eyes are open to Patterson's situation at Rangers and the fact he's behind James Tavernier, the club captain. He's brought Billy Gilmore in knowing Billy Gilmore's quality. It's not Steve Clark's fault that Daniel Farka, for reasons known only to Daniel Farka, hasn't been putting him in the team. I would think Patterson and Gilmore will be among the first names in the Scotland team sheet when they go over to Moldova next week. And there's something quite refreshing about that as well. You listen, there's a few players in the squad that are having difficult times. You look at the run Aston Villa are having just now and John McGinn in that team. The run Manchester United were having prior to winning at Spurs on Saturday. Scott McTominay in that team. And um, When you speak about Norwich, Grant Hanley, centre-half for Scotland, is in that Norwich team. But fortunately for Scotland, when these guys turn up, they're managing to sort of put club issues behind them and arguably producing better form for their country Than they are for their clubs David do you think A lone move north of the border Is
1: is a realistic one Obviously the, the the Rangers factor Was always going to be there You can put two and two together Because he was previously At Rangers and so on I imagine the plan David When he first left Chelsea And went to Norwich was Oh this will be great Because he'll get to test himself Against Kevin De Bruyne And Paul Pogba And, and whatever else And, and he'll, he'll be playing At that level every week Now that hasn't happened So I don't know. Did Chelsea try and replicate that? Do you really think sending him um, up to Scotland would be an option?
7: I
6: think uh, coming to the Rangers is obviously different than, than say any other club. Firstly, it's a club he knows. It's a club he loves, and uh, and the possibility, you know, of him being managed and coached uh, and guided by arguably, uh, you know, the best British midfielder he his generation, Stephen Gerrard. Um, To me that can only be good For all sides concerned If he doesn't You know If there isn't any other club I mean you're right There's got to be You would think uh, Loads of clubs Would uh, You know Have their eyes wide open At the possibility Of getting Billy in January Um, But uh, I'm personally I I will be praying from now until January the 31st Or until whatever any decision's made That he comes back to Rangers for sure
1: I mean wherever it is Roger It has to be And you just said this in the summer Somewhere that he's definitely going to play Because Look at the the lack of game time he's getting for Norwich There's every chance he would have played more Had he stayed at Chelsea Even though it wouldn't have been week in, week out There's every chance that the odd appearance here and there um, Would have amounted to more than what he's getting at the moment
2: yeah, and I, I don't think a loan move to Rangers back in the summer was ever viable. I don't think the lad himself wanted to come. I think the lad himself wanted to test himself in the English Premier League, you know, at a Norwich City or a Watford or a Brighton or somewhere like that, Gordon. That hasn't worked out the way that Billy Gilmer and Chelsea had hoped. So, come January, if Thomas Tuchel does bring him back to Chelsea and does look for a new loan side... It'll be fascinating to see exactly what he you know, what he does, whether he looks to get him into the English championship, whether he looks to move him overseas as Chelsea do with a lot of their young players, or whether Rangers for what would only be four months perhaps, whether Rangers might Come into the debate Both for Thomas Tuchel And for Billy Gilmore himself
1: Thank you very much to David It's 01419511025 This is a great time to get your call in It means you could be up next
0: 01419511025 This is Scottish Football's League leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard
1: Roger Hanna joins us from home You've got Gordon DL In the studio And it's 0141951 102.5 102.5 to get through on the lines. We've got Scott hanging on. Let's bring in Ian and Darnley first of all. Ian, uh, what's your point tonight?
4: Yeah, just about uh, Billy Gilmer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a Rangers fan, so I'd, I'd love to see him back up the road uh, You can learn from the guys like Stephen Davis and Stephen Gerrard, but I think he's a level above that. And I was going uh, to suggest Aston Villa playing alongside McGinn and what you guys thought of that.
1: I love the sound of that Roger That we or Stevie Clark Can just phone Aston Villa And sort of You know maybe Make it happen for us To to benefit from
2: (laughs) <laughs> it would be lovely to think things worked as simply as that. I was actually quite surprised to see after Villa had lost at home to West Ham at the weekend, there are no doubts over, over Dean Smith's position down there. I thought he'd done a terrific job and certainly done a terrific job getting the best out of John McGinn in an Aston Villa shirt down there. So you just wonder, anything's possible in football. I, I'll be fascinated to see where Billy Gilmer goes come January. I don't think he'll remain at Norwich because the deal just hasn't worked out. Sometimes that happens in football, but Chelsea rate him highly. The lad himself is also very well advised. He's got a good set of agents working with him and they will be keen to ensure that his prodigious development as a footballer is not stunted in any way. Um, he's not going to get regular football in the Chelsea team. They're European champions. you know. Look at some of the players who, who are there. Jorginho, who was, who was a player of the Euros in the summer. N'Golo Kante, a World Cup winner, etc. Mateo Kovacic, who I think has won the Champions League four times. There's no disgrace at 20 years of age not being able to get in ahead of those guys. But Billy Gilmer is a prodigious talent. He should be playing regular first team football and if he can get it in Norwich, I will be fascinated to see where Chelsea place him for the second half of the season. What do you think of that, Gordon? Do you think
1: there is a still do you think he'll get another English Premier League club? Or are you looking top end championship or what's your gut telling you?
3: Um my gut's telling me obviously the Norwich one's been a, a bad move for him. Um I think he has got the ability that clubs like the Aston Village of this world, Gordon, would be very keen on someone of his talent. Certainly, Championship clubs would be lining up for them. Um, would they come back to Scotland? Depends on the boy. I think that it's all about playing. I think the caller uh, before makes good points that he comes up. You learn off a, uh, one of the best midfield players in the world. You've got guys in there with experience at Davis. The pressure would be playing every second week at Ibrox in front of 50,000. You have to make sure that you're top of your game. It'll be interesting to see his next move I think they won't rush into it They'll sit down They'll plan it Now Guaranteed You can't go to a club And just say Right okay I'm Billy Gilmore I want to play here I need to get experience You've got to earn that But to be fair to the boy He's got to be given the opportunity And right now He's not been given that to Norwich
1: Ian with a Scotland hat on Is it a concern Or right now Is he just at such a level That he comes in for Scotland And will play well and And no one needs to worry
4: I think he's got the ability to play well, but you know, a boy that age he needs
1: to be playing football, whether it's uh, Premier League level or the championship. He's got to
4: be playing week in week out of that, so he's only gonna get better. And he, sitting on the bench, you know, and training, you know, he's probably still training with decent level of players. Uh but he just he needs
1: he needs football. He needs games for that's Premier League championship of SPL. Yeah, I'm just simply unwilling, Roger, not even close to being ready to to admit that or maybe Billy Gilmore's not as good as we thought he was, um, because you know, he's seen what he can do when he comes in for Scotland and even the appearances he did make for Chelsea, it doesn't look like it's that yet. It looks like it's just a it's a bad fit at Norwich, although would you would you accept for people to say, Hold on a minute, if he's that good, surely he can force you into the Norwich team?
2: Um listen, football is all about opinions. Dazzle tell you that Um week in, week out at Norwich Daniel Farker picks Kenny McLean ahead of Billy Gilmer. Now, I like Kenny McLean, but I don't think he's as good a player as Billy Gilmer. And I don't think any of the corners we've had in the show tonight would pick Kenny McLean in the Scotland team for the Moldova and Denmark games ahead of Billy Gilmer. So I think Billy Gilmer's found himself in an unfortunate situation here with Daniel Farker. There's no doubting Billy Gilmer's quality. Um, don't take my word for it. Take the word of Thomas Tuchel who spent a fair part of his Champions League press conference yesterday speaking about a player who's actually out on loan at another club. So that tells you how highly Thomas Tuchel rates Billy Gilmer. And he's got a long-term contract at Chelsea. He's valued at Chelsea. Chelsea are being very careful in his development as a player. The Norwich thing to me has backfired or is backfiring. Um, I think Thomas Tuchel is aware of that now Fortunately for Billy Gilmore He's not going to have to wait too long Till the start of January And then they can just reboot if you like And put him somewhere else
3: what the pro- Sorry, Gordon What the problem might be that we don't know is That Norwich have changed their style of football They're down at the bottom They're fighting for their lives Billy Gilmore has to be on the ball He's a playmaker He's the one that makes everything tick The manager may just have looked at the, the league And decided we're going to get relegated Try to play football against better players Might go, you know, very positive Route 1 early I don't really, I don't
1: really think they have though, Roger They're just bad at it that, that,
2: That's the thing They're actually playing the same system now That Scotland have been playing um, the, way they, the way they set up Certainly against Leeds at the weekend With the three centre-halves with, with Grant Hanley in the middle of the three centre-halves there So it, it, it isn't quite working for them uh, Well, if you are interested in what Scotland
1: midfielders are doing And who they're testing themselves against And so on Scott McTominay Starts tonight for Man United Against Atalanta uh, Thank you Ian It was nice to speak to you Some interesting stuff uh, Let's bring in Scott uh, Who is a Celtic fan Right Scott We've had a lot of tweets so far I think a pre- your previous Celtic f- fan On the phone as well uh, Saying can't believe Anthony Ralston's not in the Scotland squad Would you go along with that?
8: See, see before I, I, I do see See the one with Billy Gilmore mm-hmm. I, I don't know why Chelsea let them go to Norwich, a team that's probably going to be favourites for relegation. And, I, I mean, Billy Gilmore is a really good player. He, there's no doubt in that. But he's only still a young boy. And go to a team like that that's maybe going to get a doon probably two weeks out of three or three weeks out of four, mm-hmm. it's, hardly, it's hardly going to build confidence for them. And there, as you can see, they're probably relying on their more experienced players just now because they're taking so many doons. And that's why he's on the bench. That's my opinion, anyway.
1: That's why he was on yeah. the bench. No, it's a fair point. I think the assumption, though, Scott, was that they would play the right way. And, you know, they've tried, and it's, it clearly has backfired with hindsight, but you can kind of maybe um, understand because the the style that they were supposedly going to play at the start of the season. Um, what about that other name, Anthony Ralston? What do you think?
8: I, I'm going to see that Probably probably a button in lad. Three years ago, I thought it was well, Two years ago, I thought he was out the, out the door at Celtic Park because he has been out to St Johnstone and day United. And I think he was in maybe at Dunfermline, and I might, I might be wrong with that. But he'd been out two or three times on loan, and I couldn't see a way back for him. Now I, I like to see young boys coming through at Celtic. I mean, I've seen some guys through years coming through at the club. and I mean, I so saw Sean Maloney when he was younger, guys like that. And um, I, I like to see him come through. I just didn't see a way into the team for him. But to be to be fairly to Tony. He's come in, he's whooped his absolute socks off to get a place in the team. And right now he's probably forced his way in at right back where Juranovic's been able to play over on the left hand side. But I don't my own opinion is I don't think he's good enough at European level because I think he's final ball and he's like when he cuts inside the way we we're playing with full backs just now, you've got to be very good on the ball and that's where it lets him down and I think he's a wee back, maybe short on pace.
1: Gordon, what do you think?
3: Um, I, I do agree with Scott uh, when he, he says about Tony Ralston, the dedication, the hard work. The boy right now deserves every single thing he gets. Gone. I'd be I'd be disappointed if I was him. I wasn't in the Scotland squad, um, but I think Scott makes a lot of good points. Um, I think that if Juranovic had been in the building earlier. Um, we wouldn't have seen Tony Ralston, but that's not Ralston's problem. He gave—he was given the opportunity. He's grasped up with both hands. He's scoring goals as well. Is he short to be that top level player at Celtic and European football? I yes, I do agree just now, but we're looking at a lad that probably you were thinking is going to earn his his money at St Johnston, Dundee, somewhere like that a season ago. He's now playing regular. Juranovic, an international, is playing left back. So it shows you that the boy's improved. So it's up to him to keep improving and improving and improving. And he's put his head down. He's working hard. He's become a little bit of a fan's favourite. He's scoring goals. He's doing everything that's asked of him, Gordon. But he still needs the improvement that if he's got to be a top Celtic player.
1: What do you think, Roger? Because we've had a few Celtic fans on the phone and on Twitter saying, can't believe he's not in the Scotland squad. And um, Scott, who is a Celtic fan, is sort of offering a, a, a different take on it.
2: Well, what I will say is, Tony Ralston is one of the stories of the season, Gordon. Um, In the early summer, Tony Ralston was out of contract at Celtic and was speaking to Kilmarnock about signing a contract to play in the Championship this season. Um, Circumstances fell slightly in his favour in so much as, when Ange Postacoglu arrived, there was another right-back in the premises. And the thing suddenly dawned on Celtic, listen, we better give this guy a one-year deal, and then when we get a right-back in, he can act as cover. And Tony Ralston has grabbed his opportunity with both hands and is playing the kind of football now that Celtic fans three or four or five years ago hoped he would be able to play when they were touting him as a sort of Kieran Tierney for the right-hand side of the pitch, if you like. So all credit to Tony Ralston. is a massive boost today, a four-year contract to, to stay. He's forcing Josef Juranovic to play on the wrong side of the pitch. The Croatian international, it was signed, and he's done... Absolutely everything that's been asked of him At Celtic And long term If he continues this type of form He's bound to get into the Scotland squad At some stage Scott it was lovely to speak to you My apologies we're going to have to leave it there I didn't realise it
1: was that time of the evening already Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun
0: For the best football news and opinion online The uk Slash football
1: And it is that time of the night already A Quick first hour That It's time for Beat the Pundit If you want to take on Roger Hanna Or Gordon DL You need to pick up the phone You need to dial 0141 951 1025 And you need to do it Before 7 o'clock What happens after that That's up to you You can be absolutely rubbish You can be brilliant You can be somewhere in the middle And either way You'll probably still beat Gordon DL So pick up that phone If you want to play Beat the Pundit You could be up next (laughs)
0: Tackle the headlines 0141 951 1025 Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard
1: We've got Roger Hanna We've got Gordon DL And we've got an hour left of the show For you to join in 0141 951 1025 Lots of the early part of the show Taken up by that Scotland squad Announced today a very new name in it Jacob Brown of Stoke City And to potentially lead the line In a huge game against Moldova a recall for Xander Clark lots of discussion about Anthony Ralston should he be in he signed a new Celtic contract as well I'm sure there will be other names so if you want to add them pick up the phone right now and let us know and there's been a big development on Hibbs' Covid situation from the weekend I'll tell you all about that as soon as we finish this
0: (laughs) Beat the Pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online uk Slash football
1: Okay Beat the Pundit time Gordon Dale is in the studio Roger Hanna's at home Do you think he would cheat at home? Absolutely no. yeah. I,
3: I just wonder if he would Still close his eyes I think he would He's sitting there with his big Puffer jacket on he's I, I'm it. trying try to sure. picture what he's doing And a bit of kids mm. and all that Are through the back going Dad's on radio Dad's on radio
1: Where are you specifically Roger Hanna?
2: Well, the good news is, Gordon, that Mrs Hannah has permitted a usage of the good room while in am broadcasting on Super Scoreboard, so, so in yes, I, I, I'm, in, <laughs> I'm, in a, I'm in a degree of comfort ready for Beat the Pundit. Lovely,
1: good stuff. Well, yeah, he's, he's, he's as eligible as you are. I'm sure we can press some magic button and make him disappear for a few moments um, if need be. Let's meet tonight's contestant, who's George from Guruk. How's it going, George?
9: Very well Trust you well
1: gentlemen Yeah not bad at all Thanks George I know you're a Rangers fan as well George or so it says On my magic screen Are you feeling confident Ahead of Thursday's Meeting with Bromby Yeah they
9: should have Enough to go over the line there
1: yeah, yeah definitely Yeah maybe start the build up To those games In the second hour tonight Heads it will be Roger Hanna Taking on George Tails it will be Gordon DL I keep dropping the coin these days I don't know if I've got A hole in my hand or something Ready Do it again It's Tails' shoe anyway How many games has Hanna played? None Hardly any Mini one.
3: One. Know, yeah.
1: Oh well uh, Let's give Gordon DL Some Clyde 2 To listen to So that he can't steal Your answers George will put 30 seconds On the clock Answer as many questions Right as you can And I'm sure you've heard me Say it before If you don't know Pass quickly And we'll move on To the next one Okay Good man Let's go 30 seconds on the clock And your time Starts Now Which Rangers player Currently has the squad Number 20 which side are top of Celtic's Europa League group? Metis Name either Dutchman who played in the 2010 World Cup final and have also played in Scotland Pass What club team does Scotland call up Jacob Brown play for? Stoke City How many club teams has Scott Brown played for? Three Name any Scottish top flight manager who's won manager of the month so far this season up. Uh, Okay, let's bring Gordon DL back. Gordon, can you hear us? Yeah I can Gordon. Good, got you loud and clear. Thirty seconds, you ready? Yeah. Your time starts once I turn this paper over. Now. Which Rangers player currently has the squad number twenty? Uh Patters. Which side are top of Celtics Europa League Group? Uh Fair and <laughs> Name either Dutchman who played in the 2010 World Cup final and who've also played in Scotland. But what club team does Scotland call up? Jacob Brown played for. How many club teams has Scott Brown played for? Three. Name any Scottish top-flight manager who's won Manager of the Month so far this season.
3: Steve Gerrard. Okay. What a bad start that was. Roger Hanna, how bad was Fair he? Fair and far-ish. I can't
2: believe it. Oh that. dear! I've rarely had as much fun in my good room. That was absolutely te- <laughs> terrific listening
3: I get back, did I not?
1: That was rubbish, that was absolutely rotten from you You were panicking, you were all over the place I know this. George, did you do enough though?
3: I don't know I don't oh. know
1: <laughs> George, I love you Oh, Which Rangers player currently has the squad He's number 20 Morelos
3: Why did I say pass? Ah, I
1: have no idea uh, Oh, which, that, that threw me I'm a Mark Wilson just which now Which side are top of Celtic's Europa League group? No that's Rangers <laughs> By a level. <Leverkus>. By a <laughs> <laughs> Oh this is horrific Oh my goodness You must have How would Fereng Varos Be top of that group
3: I don't know I can't I can beat, beat them I beat them 2-0 didn't they?
1: Roger What am I
3: working with I can't, here uh, M- killed me <laughs> Killed me
1: uh, right, okay uh, So it's nil-nil um, Oh
3: good, George I'm still in the game <laughs> Name either Dutchman Who played in the
1: 2010 World Cup final And have played in Scotland You both passed it It's nil-nil After three questions Oh, i like liking an all-time Well, you like George's style Yeah, i like liking yours. George They uh, had the choice Of Giovanni van Bronckhurst Or Roger Edson Brafide
3: oh, I wouldn't have got him oh, so would I'm, I'm
1: happy with that pass uh, Edson Brafide
3: This is where I kick in
1: Right, what club team Does Scotland call up Jacob Brown play for me Tell me <laughs> George We've only, me we've only that. mentioned it About 14 times During the show It's Stoke City You both got right. that Well done uh, You both knew that Scott Brown had played For Hibs Celtic and Aberdeen right. uh, Leading up to three And you both said That Stephen Gerrard Has been manager of the month So far And oh, you no. were both wrong Because it's been Robbie Nielsen in August And Graham Alexander In sure September <laughs>
3: <laughs> t- wow. Was that two-two? a 2-2? A 2-2 draw oh, I don't fancy my, I, I, That was Marellis I cannot believe Awful standard Uh, Not for you
1: George You you did alright He was awful Um, Right Here's the deal I'm going to ask you A tiebreaker question I'll get Gordon To write his answer down And I'll invite you To give me your attempt After that George Okay Okay The question is this Go How many times Has the Scottish Cup Been won by a manager Who is not Scottish Write your answer down How many times has the Scottish Cup been won by a manager who's not Scottish? George, what would you go for? 12. George goes 12. Gordon DL goes 8. The answer is 18. The sign ball is on its way to (laughs) Europe. George, they all count. George, well done. Thank you very much. Roger Hanna, what have we just witnessed?
2: Um, uh, yeah, uh, I, th- I think the sooner I'm back in the studio and the sooner you hit a head on that coin, the better for all concerned, Gordon. Roger, in- I,
3: I was going for a seven out of seven there as well. I panicked, Marella's killed me there,
2: honestly. I can't believe
3: I never got that. Terrible,
1: that was rubbish. Who no did honest. i say pass. And you've been, yeah, you're right, you have been good. You won six, six in a row.
3: Six, six, I don't know what happened to me because mm. Roger's not here, the anorak's not here. Mm. It's Do you know what I think on. it is.
1: I think it could be this new diet that you're on. I think no. maybe you're Losing a bit of your power your en- Energy sapped out of you I was Maybe just not thinking the same i commem- Is the
3: diet going
1: D- Diet going alright though?
3: But the bright- listeners have
1: all been worried They've been tweeting me and asking Yeah
3: and- back to the gym Working away Gordon Perfect Loving it Um I've got, I've got to say, you got a lot of inspiration in the gym I was in last night.
1: Oh, th- this, this is good, Roger. Right, uh, he, he, he shared this with me earlier. You were in the gym last night, and you saw someone else in the gym, yeah. on the cross trainer, yeah. eating what?
3: <laughs> I thought it was brilliant. I turned round, I could hear the noise, you know, like in the pictures, and I'm thinking that's not a protein bar. he a packet of Monster munch. <laughs> <laughs> How good is that? Honestly, I wish uh, I'd been there. I was desperate to ask him for one, to be honest with you. Uh, pickled onion? Uh, Flaming no idea, hot, I don't uh, know. My, my no knowledge of the really flavours okay. is not what it used well, to be. I'll tell you what, they the sounded good.
1: Absolutely. Right, okay, enough about that. 01419511025. David is on the line. Um, he's in Adelaide, and I'm going to keep him hanging for just two more minutes, which I feel bad about because he's miles away. Um, but we do have breaking news. I referenced it just before. Uh, We played Beat the Pundit Roger Hanna The Premiership game Against Ross County For Hibbs And Livingston At the weekend Have now been postponed Following further Covid tests Now you'll remember Hibs were Due to play In uh, Dingwall Against Ross County At the weekend it was called off sort of last minute um, It was then rescheduled for tomorrow evening That's now off as is the game against Livingston That was scheduled for Saturday So this is following discussions with the SPFL NHS Lothian um, and the clubs It says that now a significant number Of first team players, staff and development squad players Have all tested positive over the last few days We won't be able to field a team for either game And it's led us to no other Alternative, the individuals won't be named due to medical confidentiality, they'll self-isolate um, But that's quite something, just when you thought we had seen the back of this stuff, it's back bigger than ever I can't recall many Premiership teams having to postpone, what, what's essentially three games in a row
2: Yeah, um, I think the first thing's important to say is best wishes to all who have contracted Covid nineteen among the Hibs players and staff. I hope they all they all get well soon and they're back to training, they're back to playing games as soon as possible. Um it was an unfortunate late postponement at the weekend. I think the closer you get to, to kick off time it always seems, you know, worse when the games are called off. But um the decision was taken to call the game off at Dingwall on Saturday, I always thought it was strange to try and reorganise it quite as quickly as this. You know, the, the SPFL had until the middle of April, when the 33-game pre-split programme ends. They could have any date from now until April to reorganise it. They chose to organise it on tomorrow night, which I thought was very ambitious. They're not going to get the game tomorrow night, and the way it's spread through the football club at Easter Road. They're not going to get the game on Saturday as well, which will be a disappointment to many. Um, I was reading quotes from Malky Mackay at Ross County earlier today expressing his, his sympathy, because if you remember, I think County themselves lost games early in the League Cup group stage in high summer because COVID swept through the club at Dingle there, so they know what Hibs are going through just now. I'm sure there'll be sympathy as well from David Martindale and Marvin Bartley, a former Hibs player, Living Snow sympathy to the plight of a Berlin But we hope they all get well soon And we hope they get back to football as quickly as possible
1: Yeah, absolutely I think that that clearly is the most important thing What it, it will do though, Roger, I'm sure Is again open sort of speculation And people questioning where guidelines followed properly And where, where are we with vaccine take-up And all that sort of stuff Whether that's
2: fair or not that, that That's just the world we live in, isn't it? Yeah, very much so. It is the world we live in. We live in a sort of blame culture. I don't think the blame culture is as bad this season within Scottish football as it was last season. If you remember, I think the league tried to punish Kilmarnock and St Mirren with forfeitures when they missed games, league games, because of COVID outbreaks at their clubs last season. The clubs appealed, they won their appeal, the forfeitures were overturned, the games were replayed, there were suspended fines hanging over those clubs. Um, I tend to think that in terms of league games... The SPFL has been a little bit more sympathetic towards clubs this season. Yes, in the League Cup there have been forfeitures, but that's that's really in the interest of experiencing because they don't have time to rearrange all those League Cup fixtures. They do have time to rearrange Premiership fixtures. I think these two Hibs games in Dingwall and in Livingston will now be rearranged. I would expect some variety of inquiry from Hamden just to ensure that Hibs... Have done everything by the book. But if they have done things by the book, then I wouldn't expect any swinging penalties to come the way of, of Jack Ross and his club.
1: Okay, maybe you're a Hibbs or a Ross County fan out there and you want to share your thoughts or an interested uh, neutral, pick up the phone and let us know. David is calling from Adelaide this evening. It won't be evening where you are, David, but thank you for joining us. What's your point tonight?
10: Yeah, thanks very much. Um, good evening, guys. Uh,
1: can you hear me okay,
10: yeah? Got you loud and clear Magic I'm actually from Paul Glasgow I Moved out here 15 years ago And I'm working In the middle of the desert At the moment So I've only got 15 minutes Before pre-start So <laughs> hurry up <laughs> uh,
1: Take it away have
10: got uh, Just a, a quick one Regarding Tony Ralston I, I don't think It's unbelievable That it hasn't been included In the squad To be honest with you it's, This is, uh I know he's been around For a few years now But it's really His breakthrough season And as uh, Roger mentioned earlier He's keeping out an international from his natural position right back there. He's actually getting to play in left back. So I think his time will come. He's just got to bide his time, given the fact he's been given a new bumper contract as well, further boost his confidence. And he'll see the likes of um, young Patterson getting brought into the squad, even though he's not got a lot of game time. So I think that will further drive him on. And given the fact we've got two young fellas there, Patterson and Ralston well, going forward, I think it's only better for the, for the national team. And, um, just another
1: quick point If that that's okay Yeah well let's Let's take one at a time I'll, I'll make sure you're off Before your 15 minutes is up Don't worry about that um, I guess that is the way To look at it Roger the Add Calvin Ramsey To that by the way if, you know From Aberdeen You think he's injured At the moment um, Or certainly was We always get This it's, it's been a similar debate Around Scotland squads About um, You know Bringing players in And we always go back To Steve Clark's Level of consistency I don't think he's as Blindly loyal As some people would Have you believe Just ask Liam Palmer or Lauren Shankland or Ollie McBurney and, and the list goes on but d- do you think the timing of the, the or the do you think the context is significant here where even if there was a time to, to bring in some new players with two games to go in a campaign is, is perhaps not the ideal time to do it
2: Yeah I would agree with that and I think the players who have got Scotland this far to within one game of the playoff they, they do probably merit the loyalty that Steve Clark's showing them and and, and they do merit getting the opportunity to see the job through in Moldova next week um, it's been interesting, that I think you had a stat that Scotland used more players or as many players as any other nation during the last qualification campaign it, it has sort of flipped a wee bit it has now got himself a squad of maybe 24 or 25 who are in every single squad it doesn't really matter if it form or, or what's happening at club level, they are in and then there's maybe just one or two that he changes, you know Back before the Euros, in came Patterson and Gilmer. The only real addition, other than a third-choice goalie, the only real addition since the Euros has been Lewis Ferguson at Aberdeen, who's come in and won a couple of caps off the bench. So he's stayed really loyal to that core, that rump of players who went to the finals in the summer. And it looks as if this is a sort of 24-25 that he's now going to take forward. And you might only see one surprise name, a Jacob Brown, every now and again.
1: Uh, yeah, very possibly. David, what was your other point tonight?
10: Uh, just regarding Costa Coglu, I think, when I came in at the start of the season there, um, everybody realised the massive um, change in the Celtic team. Um, and There was obviously that initial conversation regarding time required. But I think given the fact that he started off so well, um, whether or not his, all the signs were his, I think there's obviously a few of them that have fitted in extremely well. And I think to an extent, he's been a victim of his own success in this early period of the season. And if it wasn't going so well, he would obviously still come under a fair amount of criticism, but given the fact that some of the performances have been really, really good. And obviously shaky in defence, even though they've let in less goals. But yeah, I think he's become, to a point, a a victim of his own success, if, if you know what I mean.
1: Uh, yeah, maybe to paraphrase Gordon It's the hope that kills you um, Because most Celtic fans in the summer Sort of saw the rebuild and, and had kind of maybe come to terms with it But fast forward a couple of months You've got the chance to go top And you're at home to Livingston And you don't Then that that stings And and it's easy to forget All the the, the other stuff
3: He's a way ahead of the targets for me Gordon Because I I totally agree with David When he came into Celtic It was such a hard job Such a turnaround He didn't know a lot about the Scottish game as well He's learning that week in, week out Going to different grounds Watching different players The style of Scottish football Uh, It's going to be ups and downs for me with Celtic He's seen At the beginning, everybody was sort of, uh, you know, looking and thinking, is this the right guy? Then he takes it by storm in the football. And we were talking about the away games that are coming up, the difficult ones. Aberdeens going to uh, Hibs, uh, Motherwell, teams like that. And he passed it all. And he played terrific football, scoring a lot of goals, not conceding. And then that great opportunity on Saturday, just for the 24 hours, go top of the league, 0-0 against Livingston. I think that's what you're going to get. I've said since day one, since this guy's come in, this guy needs transfer windows. I think he just doesn't need the summer one that he got there. I think he needs January. I think he needs next summer. And then I think the following season, he'll be geared up. Now, I could be totally wrong He could go in such a run That he could overtake Rangers And win the championship Because I think a lot of people A lot of Celtic fans believe that I still think Rangers are favourites Because of the stability that they've had uh, Through the seasons And the squad that they've got just now But I certainly think this guy Is doing a terrific job
1: Any of the locals out there Keeping an eye on things David With your link and the, the nationality of the manager
10: yeah, yeah, definitely. And I was, as I mentioned there, I'm working in the middle of the desert and even there's a lot of boys up here even who've been asking how how the the this sh- the Australian coach and boss decoglos going on over over in Scotland. And obviously, I'm telling him he's doing fantastic. Um and that's that's the level of interest uh, maxed out. To be honest <laughs> more into the rugby and the rules over here, and probably cricket as well. So,
1: Yeah, we've all got our problems, David. It was lovely to hear from you, though. Thanks for taking the time all the way out there in the desert somewhere near Adelaide, South Australia. Uh, you tr- you're a worldwide treasure, Gordon Deal. What can I say? Thanks again to David. 01419511025 Good time to call. We'll get a full time teaser next as well. <laughs>
0: Taking your calls on Scottish football 0141 951 1025 This is Clyde One Super
1: Scoreboard Gordon DL and Roger Hanna are here It's 0141 951 1025 to join in And we've got a full time teaser For the guys Let's see how their trivia is Let's see how yours is You can play along As well, there's going to need to be a bit of trust involved here, Gordon, because Roger Hanna's at home. I don't think he's the type of guy that would cheat.
3: Absolutely no chance. Um,
1: But I'm looking for even more from him tonight, and you, for that matter, because I don't even want you looking up the teams here. You know, sometimes you can. This I think there there are a couple of layers to this question. So I don't want you helping yourselves at all. Do you promise me, Roger Hanna? Yes, of course. Good. Okay. So Crazy Pony wants to know if you can name the last eight Scots. To play for a non-British team That are in this season's Champions League group stages So can you name the last 8 Scots Who've played a game, any game For a non-British team That are in this season's Champions League group stages Now obviously I'm looking for the names Mm -hmm. But I don't even want you looking up the teams That are in the group stages Because that makes it a bit easier I want you to try and, and do it all From a standing
2: start Roger, take it
3: Kick
2: away off, Roger Oh I'm actually still trying to get my head round the question, yeah. Gordon It's not that hard Eight non-Scots, uh, Roger.
3: I thought,
1: Roger I thought better of you um,
3: Just Google, me.
1: Who are the last eight non-Scots Who've played for a non-British team That are in this season's Champions League group stages? I don't like silence Silence
2: is never well, Roger, good on Roger, can
1: radio. you help me I'm struggling
3: here Right,
2: you. right, right. What, what about then I'm just trying to think of the clubs what about, do we go back as far as Murdo McLeod at Borussia Dortmund? He's not in the last eight, but you might not be Paul too Lambert. far off. Yes, Paul Lambert. Lambert. Right, so we're doing that sort of naked woods. So what about then Bayern Munich, Alan McInally?
1: Yes, Alan oh. McInally, Bayern Munich and Paul Lambert, Borussia Dortmund. Without giving too much away, mm-hmm. I think you're actually making this even harder than, than it is. There's 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 an obvious one Or a more recent one Anyway, forget me Ignore me You usually do Who are the last eight Scots To play for a non-British team That are in this season's Champions League group stages So they don't have to have played In the group stages But they might have As long as the team That they've played for Is in this season's Champions League group stages Okay I'll Mm. leave it there Uh, You've only got six more to get And the address you need If you want to send your questions in Is fulltime at Clyde1 Uh, Right, it's half seven on Tuesday I think we can definitely start paying a bit more detailed attention To the Europa League fixtures coming up The first one to kick off, of course, Bromby Rangers How good a place are Rangers in heading into this one Roger following that Halloween performance at Fir Park
2: Well, you don't need to take my word for it and just listen to Stephen Gerrard and perhaps more tellingly, Gordon, look at Stephen Gerrard after the win at Fur Park on Sunday. Even before he's opened his mouth for the post-match interviews, you could tell with a smile he, for the first time in a long time, was content that the performance was on a par with many of the performances in the title-winning season last season. It seemed irritated, frustrated, annoyed, whatever you want to say with some of the performances. Recently, he had spoken specifically about the lack of goals from Morelos, but had also spoken about the defence losing goals, um, the number of changes he'd had to make to the team. He didn't seem as content in his team as he had been last season. He was certainly content come two o'clock on Sunday afternoon because he saw a glimpse of what he'd been used to seeing last season.
3: Yeah, um, going in with six goals, the big question mark, and uh, the answer will probably be yes. Sakala got to start Thursday. Yeah. Fully confident, Gordon. You've seen what it meant to him coming off the pitch with the match ball, reports in the press the next day. He was sleeping with it. Well done to him. But I thought it was a great performance from him. Uh, so I would imagine that he would start. Uh, the only The only negative... And I think that the Rangers manager will be addressing this is for me just now, they're giving that first goal away too cheaply. And they're having to, you know, really use their ability and their experience to get back into games. Once they get back into it, they look very comfortable. But I think the Rangers manager will be stressing, look, we're away from home, European game, We cannot afford to keep Trying to fight our way back Into games Let's us get the first goal And if they get the first goal Then they could go And win it comfortably Yeah
1: these double headers In the middle of groups Roger are always interesting Because You know it's only A couple of weeks between them It's it's only a couple of weeks ago That Rangers beat Bronby 2-0 at home And Stephen Gerrard was Pretty chuffed with that performance Not quite so much With the St Mirren game Although they did win it Then we know what happened At home to Aberdeen And then the best of the lot Would be that one on On Sunday Um does it being away from home? Does that does that cancel out Rangers favourites tag at all, or do you still see them as favourites given what they did to Bronby at home and, like I say, the good result of the weekend?
2: Yeah, I we'll would still see them as favourites, and I think Stephen Gerrard will probably still see them as favourites as well. Particularly when you look at some of their away performances in this competition in the last two or three seasons, they know that if they win the game and Leon do what's expected of Leon and win at home to Sparta Prague on Thursday evening, that Rangers are right back in with a really good opportunity to get into the knockout stages of the Europa League. Celtic, just by dint of what's happened already in the group, it's maybe a little bit harder for Celtic. Even if they win in Hungary, you look at the games that are left and, and they've left themselves an awful lot of work to do to get back to where Leverkusen and Betis are at the top of the group. So I think it'll be harder for Celtic, albeit I still fancy Celtic to get the job done in Budapest as well.
1: Yeah, I mean... Gordon, ultimately, you 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 make your own luck, or you know you are in control of your success when you get into a group. But there are times when it's easy to forget that sometimes you need other results to go a certain way, and, and groups can open up and so on. Because that would be the difference between the two at the moment. On the last match day, um, you know Rangers' groups there for the taking a little bit more um, if they can certainly go over to
3: Bromby and get some. Yeah, you always need results to to go your way, Gordon. Especially if you're you chasing pack, and Rangers and Celtic are certainly the chasing pack. But the one thing you've got to make sure is give yourself an opportunity. Keep yourself in the group. And that's why going and winning games. And, um, you know, it's a it's a way of game. It will be difficult. We're not being kidded here. It will be a very difficult game. I go back to it again. I'm sure that they'll be they'll be telling their players, we can't keep chasing games. You know, they certainly get goals in them. They've got the ability, you've seen that I thought they played very, very well at Fort I really did I thought Motherwell And I'm not making excuses, 10 men, nonsense I don't even think we're living We'd get anywhere near Rangers I just thought they were in a different gear the, uh, th- At the same
1: time though And it, we can admit this, wish we didn't have to um, Motherwell were really poor Really, really poor And that's not to take anything away from Rangers How can you? They were clinical They were clinical you score six goals You're doing something right But it goes without saying Bromby won't be anywhere Need as poor as that No so.
3: And that's why I'm saying I don't think they can go they can go on Sunday to Furpart Park And lose the first goal And still you would see Yeah Rangers are favourites to get back into this The minute they get back into it They go and win the game very comfortably Let's be honest about that I don't think it's the same when you come up against The, the, the quality of Bromby Especially in their own patch And that's why I'm saying As much as Rangers have got it in their locker to score goals And put on good performances They've got to make sure they keep the back door shut.
1: Let's bring in Davy and Pollock. Davey, I know you've got a couple of things on your mind, but just since we're on the, the topic, what do you think about Thursday and Rangers' chances?
7: Well, I think, I think uh, to be honest, I think their game against uh, Motherwell. I, I, I think they were really excellent, apart from one wee one we mistake at the back between uh, Talman and Golson. I thought they were fantastic, and I think that's a confidence booster. And I think that's the only thing that Rangers needed to kick them on this season, and I think it came Saturday.
1: There won't be many games, and I'm doing that off the top of my head, Davy. But there won't be many games where Rangers go from um, domestic football to Europe or vice versa, and and keep the exact same team. But do you think, given the way they performed at the weekend, that's something they might look to do?
7: Yeah, well, it's, it's not well I don't know really. It's it's not about the team it was on and on 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 the parking Sunday. It's about the squad. You know, and the Rangers have got a good squad, and that'll be through, because what what will be happening there now is after that great performance, in my opinion, the people who sit the side of the park are going to be saying to themselves, whoa, man, I've got to play well to get in this team now. And considering we're going to be getting Kent back shortly, Jack back shortly, Rangers are going to be a force again in Scottish football without any doubt. And it means they can change the team for midweek games in in, uh, Europa. And I think they'll be quite successful
1: when they do it To be quite honest Did did we see anything from Bronby, Roger That makes you think it, it could be particularly tricky Or what did you learn from the first leg Or first game I should say
2: they had a little flash just after half-time, didn't they, in the game when you just thought they were going to get a goal back and you wondered what that would do to the game, but they didn't get the goal back and, and Rangers after that, I think they saw it out comfortably. They didn't really threaten to score a third or a fourth goal or, or to completely dominate the game, but they saw it out quite comfortably for a European game and I think that will give Stephen Gerrard confidence that you know Rangers can go there. You would look at confidence in players... Sakala... What will that hat-trick in Sunday do for him? And with his pace and his unpredictability... That's the kind of player... Rangers really want... Away from home... When you would expect Bronby to come out... And try and force the play... If they're going to have any chance to do anything... And stay in Europe... Even if it's in the Europa Conference League... Knockout stages... They're going to have to win this game on Thursday... So there'll be a burden of responsibility on them... To force the play... And if they try and come on to Rangers... And force the play... The likes of Sakala could, you would think, punish them on the break
1: uh, Yeah, I guess some of Rangers' better performances in Europe Have come doing that, that type of thing uh, Away from home in, in recent seasons Davey, I know you had some other points on your mind as well So don't let me hold you back, take it away
7: Well, just about Billy Gilmer uh, was listening to a copy of Rangers fans saying it would be great if he came back to Ibrox For the for duration of the, the season after Christmas Mm-hmm and, you know, and I, I think that's, a, as, as far as Rangers are concerned, that's a bad idea. And the reason for that has been, a, a, I was only show three or four times shouting for Gilmer to be pro in, in the Scotland squad and Patterson. But what does that tell the youth at Ibrox when you're going to bring somebody doing for England to come in for four months? Now, when you look at the Rangers team, the full set-up at this minute in time, you've got a goalkeeper that's 40. You've got a, you've got two centre backs. It's thirty three and thirty. Your right back thirty. You center a midfield player's thirty six, thirty seven. Our thirty three. So I think for the future, Rangers have got to be looking at the rain. With the, with the boys that's there, it's wanted key for the jersey, and no no boys that's one that's
1: left. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get that. I mean, Roger, Rangers obviously have had that. That period where it's, it's been pretty barren On that front In fact very barren Then along comes Nathan Patterson So you've got You've got one um, But there, there's no doubt Any club at any level Of football wants a, a, a more productive Youth academy than that So I guess In the next couple of years We'll find out If that's going to be the case
2: Yeah and supporters Won that as well I think supporters Enjoy identifying With homegrown products The likes of Nathan Patterson At Rangers The likes of Tony Ralston at Celtic. Um, you, you had a stat last week in the show that, that Aberdeen were very proud of. It was however long it had been that Aberdeen had always had one of their own products in the first team. Was it something like however many thousand games over the last few years they had done that. So supporters like that. And it makes commercial sense for the clubs as well. It's better for a club to bring in a Nathan Patterson through your youth academy than it is to go and spend four or five million pounds to sign Nathan Patterson from somewhere else. So uh, I understand what Davy means about the the age profile of the Rangers squad just now. I don't think that will be lost in Steven Gerrard or Ross Wilson either.
1: And, and Gordon again, we, we keep coming back to it, whether it is just two and two together because of the club he left. People suggesting you know Billy Gilmore to Rangers and, and actually Davies knocking that in the head. Wherever it is, if if we're talking about this Norwich thing backfiring, he he can't come up here and sit in Rangers' bench. Wherever it is, he's gonna to have to play. Surely, otherwise you'd be as well sitting in Chelsea's bench. Yeah, does it does yeah. it depend where for that to even become a question? Does does it depend where Rangers are at come January? Because if you take him and he is going to play every week, then then who who doesn't? You know, Rangers have some decent midfielders just now as it is
3: Yeah, that's going to be important. That will be taken into you know, the importance of where he goes, Gordon, Um, because you can't, as much as Billy Gilmore's a fantastic talent, you can't just put him out to a club and say, right, doesn't matter how he plays, uh, he's a great talent, we need game time, so play him. Yeah, because yeah. managers come in under pressure, of course they do. So they're up to Billy Gilmore, but what they've got to do now is they've got to find the right fit for the boy. They've got to get a club that suits his style of play as well, the way that, that the team plays. I'm not just saying... Change your full style around Billy Gilmore I'm saying put Billy Gilmore in a style that suits him And get him the right club And I think the boy needs games Whether it comes to Scotland or not I don't think he will Because I think there are plenty of clubs in England will take him
1: Thank you Davey It was nice to speak to you That was Davey and Pollock 01419511025 We've got a teaser for you two tonight in the studio Well, Roger's at home Who are the last eight Scots To play for a non-British team That are in this season's Champions League group stages You've gone down the German route You've noted that Dortmund are in there Bayern Munich are in there So you've gone Paul Lambert and Alan McAnally Gordon, anything else? Jack Henry Jack Henry, because he's actually done it In this season's Champions League group stages Roger? Roger?
2: And I think Jack Henry is at the Etihad Had tomorrow night, isn't he, against Manchester City? A, a big task for him. What about a lad that was mentioned earlier in the show, Ryan Gould?
1: Yes, Ryan Gould, of course, has played for Sporting. So we'll add him in to Jack Henry, Paul Lambert, and Alan McAnally. Which means you're halfway there And we'll get the rest next
0: Number 1 for football in Glasgow and the West 0141 951 1025 Clyde 1 Super
1: Scoreboard Okay we're on the home straight With Roger Hanna and Gordon DL Still time to squeeze your calls in though I'm sure 0141 951 1025 Michael Is in our drosson in a second Uh, We're looking for the answers To this teaser though And please keep your questions Coming in Because that's the beauty of it You send the questions And the pundits generally struggle With the answers So full time At Clyde1.com The Crazy Pony says Who are the last eight Scots To play for a non-British team Who are in this season's Champions League So the player doesn't need to be Just the team So for instance Jack Hendry at Club Bruges Ryan Gold At Sporting Paul Lambert At Dortmund Alan McAnally At Bayern Munich And Roger I'm going to give you A little bit of an insight
3: listen, Roger. Into
1: what goes on In here at the break And just to underline What you're up against Trying to work with him He turns to me And he says oh, I can't believe it the, the most obvious one I'm missing the most obvious one And I'm looking down At my sheet And I'm thinking None of these are really That obvious So might, I'll be interested To see who he says here And he goes David Bates <laughs> As it was obvious about that, and he goes Ham, and I said Hamburg. Not only are they not in the Champions League, they're not even in the Bundesliga anymore. <laughs> anymore. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't know how he thinks this was the obvious one when uh, it's yeah. miles away from the the right answer. Um, have you got anything during
3: the break, Roger? Roger here's my thinking. Oh, my thinking. Oh, go for it, does right. I I went the Aberdeen route. Scott Booth. It's
1: a great shout, actually. Scott Booth, Dortmund, 1998. Roger.
2: Um, there's a lot of pressure on Michael the next caller Because Davey the last caller Gave me a clue for one In fact he mentioned his name What about Alan McGregor at Bashiktas?
1: Oh, i never Wonderful, get wonderful Alan McGregor, well done um, He played there in 2013 Didn't he, only two to get Let's bring in Michael in our Um Michael, similar to the last caller I know you had some um, a few points to, to try and get across What about Thursday night first of all Just to kick us off Are you feeling confident Celtic can, can go there and, and do something?
9: I wasn't too impressed in Salad. I got up every game. I'm up every second weekend, but
1: just one of the things that dad and
9: dad said, we could have scored the thing you said last night. We could have pointed to what next week we could have scored in Salad. Just one of the games, I think.
1: Do you think it's, I mean, because it's such a unique challenge, because football doesn't always work this simple, Michael. Ferenc Farros are better than Livingston. I don't think that's disrespectful. But Ferenc Farros won't sit in the way Livingston did, so in some ways, does that that make the challenge. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not sure it's easier, but one that you think Celtic can cope with better.
9: It suits us I think, like, when teams don't sitting against us it suits us, like the players we've got brought in, we've got Kyogo Jota, and Abada, who's kind of took a dip, but I'll get speed now as as I was referring to. We'll get a bit, but and obviously what happened on Thursday, mm-hmm. no, Saturday, sorry. Mm-hmm. We missed Tom Rogic and I was watching the game closely because I sat in the didn't it was a penalty but he went in a bit hot easily but the boys slapped him so you kind of know what he in football. You know.
1: Yeah, I mean, Roger, unfortunately Tom Rogic is still missing. The one thing you would say, you have to say about Celtic's Europa League campaign so far, for all that it, it's had its faults, they have not struggled to create chances. Look at Betis away going there and scoring three goals. It might sound strange because they got hammered by Bayer Leverkusen but they created a good number of chances. Uh, and then Ferenc Varos So that's not really been the issue But I don't know Does the absence of Tom Rogic Blunt to that a little bit
2: Well I think the big picture Does mention it earlier on When he said Ange Postecoglou Needs to transfer windows He does Because when Celtic lose a player Of Rogic's quality There is no like for like Replacement in the squad At the minute Gordon You know near Beaton comes in But that then shunts Callum McGregor out of position A wee bit And he has to try and do What Rogic does And Beaton has to do With McGregor usually does, and, and then they lose Starfeld, and uh, what do they do when he's not there, because Julian's not fit yet, and, you know, Younger bad has maybe just come off the pace for the first time, but Forrest's not quite ready, and Johnson's not quite ready to play twice in four days, so it just shows that, in terms of strength and depth of a squad, I still think Celtic are behind Rangers, Daz alluded to that earlier on when he, when he spoke about the importance of transfer windows, I think Celtic's first eleven. If Ange Postecoglou can get the first eleven that he wants on the pitch, then they're quick, they're exciting, they're dynamic, as you say, they will create a lot of chances, they will score goals. But when he's hit with personnel issues, as he has been in the last week or ten days, with the likes of Rogic and Starfield and others, that's and Furuhashi as well, who, as she was saying on Saturday and again last night, you know, is there a full season in Japan? And a quarter of the season in Scotland And, and had to be left out on Saturday um, So Celtic In terms of depth of squad Aren't quite there yet
1: uh, Michael I know you had a point about Billy Gilmore as well I think he's from your neck of the woods of course In Ardrossan isn't he?
9: Uh, yes he's from there Where he, he was played I, I played against Billy as I, I'm 32 year old eh? Billy's 20 year old He played like like Stanley after when I'd lost him, like when he he's from We played against him and I've i played against him and like I was 22 and we played with my cousins and that uh, ages with me as well. So like used to be like even a man short or something for maybe doubles or something and he would say to us, <laughs> Can I come down and play with you? Like can I come down and play with the bigger boys basically running
1: to, rings round everybody was he? Uh, see the see something
9: I played that I was in a one of his team scored for doubles and we won it and I'm not kidding this boy had so much talent. I couldn't believe how good a talent he is. And see, when I play, I'm injured at the moment. I've done, I don't know what I've done. I've been at the doctors. I've got uh, stuff to take at the moment. But um, it's, I was talking to his dad a while ago, and I'm no kidding. He's just, I feel sorry for the young man because he's you not, know, it's not getting a game. And I've spoke to him. See, when I won the Champions League last year, I was in bits, emotional. But I was in bits because it's my friend. I've known for years. And it was just a community, but... Aspect expect to take it, mm-hmm. it was brilliant It was brilliant And you walk out about a gossip And his name just gets mentioned All the time He doesn't walk by you And you treat not And I was I well, see the last lot Then I seen him But he never noticed me But he was cycling with his brother And his brother I don't know if you've heard about his brother He's got a brother called hard Yeah that's right He's, he's at Comarnock isn't he He's at Mummy, He's the next big thing Coming out of Scotland So he's has get... But he's not going to go to Chelsea I don't think He's not that good But I've, never, I've got a lot of time for the, the, the bill and I'm hoping he comes I, was, mm-hmm. I, don't, I know he's a, he's a Rangers fan but his dad's a Celtic fan I am thinking to myself hopefully Celtic can get a player like that calibre to come in I don't know my apostate call might not know about him but what should come up to Celtic fans that know about players
1: from Scotland to say them, But do you think of these oh, players Oh I'm pretty sure he'll know it's, it, it seems like an unlikely move Gordon but I'm sure he'll know all about him.
3: Oh he'll know all about him. of course he will but I don't see that happening and, and uh, we wish this man all the speed of recovery of his injuries yeah.
1: Interesting phone calls on this though um, Anyway, thank you Michael, it was nice to hear from you Let's round off if we can Two more on this teaser Will I give you one each, Gordon DL?
3: Uh, you certainly won't give me one because I haven't a clue Roger
2: <laughs> Well, listen Before Michael phoned, you mocked Gordon DL For Hamburg But he actually got me thinking about the German teams Who are in this year's Champions League
1: I knew this would happen
2: What about Leipzig and Oli Burke? Yes Leipzig And Oli Burke Is there one more I think the other team's Wolfsburg And I think the player's Brian O'Neill
1: He's not bad Even from home he's,
2: I mean you might have Googled it tonight But yeah. given his usual
1: Performance he's probably not Brian O'Neill Switch your laptop off mate There we go Tell you what Just There's a good standard though. Kenny Vine got some of them On Twitter as well So uh, a good standard Thank you Roger Thank you Gordon And they won't mind me saying The biggest thanks Always goes to you Thank you for your calls Your tweets And for joining us tonight We are back tomorrow At 6 o'clock And I should know these things Off the top of my head I think it's Andy Halliday And Marvin Bartley Does that sound about right Producer Chris? I think it is Andy Halliday And Marvin Bartley From 6 o'clock That's certainly the plan So make sure you join us At 6 And in the meantime You can stay right there And Johnny Campbell's got you He's next